0: Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
1: History Makers In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. History Makers Since the Roman Legion destroyed Jerusalem
0: in the year 70 A.D., The Jewish people have a nation of their own And he said, well no Randy, we're not all just faking it There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus And I believe that that's really
1: why you're here Christ died for us History Makers Hi, welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater Today we're catching up with Kiwi Christian singer-songwriter Nathan Fawcett He's now based in Australia and got a great voice, a great heart for the gospel Uh, And uh, we're going to find out a bit of his story today So Nathan, welcome to the program Tell us a bit about where you were born and raised I was born in New Zealand Mm -hmm. And then at the age of
0: three We moved to Papua New Guinea Okay, wow and then from Papua New Guinea, yeah. at the age of 12, we moved to Australia.
1: Okay, so PNG. what were your parents' missionaries, were they?
0: Yeah, yeah, so they were missionaries there for many, many years. Mm-hmm.
1: What kind of mission were they doing? They have church planting, or what did they do?
0: Yeah, so they. my dad was a builder, so he built many of the churches over there. Oh, wow. And um, also in remote villages mm-hmm. where there was nothing, he would go in there and preach there wow. as
1: well. What kind of mission was it with? Was it with, like, you know, AOG or... COC or was there a denomination yeah, you were with? Started
0: it started with AOG, AOG,
1: okay, and yeah. then I'm
0: not sure what happened after that or yep. how that all went.
1: Yeah, yep. okay, and then um, you ended up going through a uh, a tough season as yep. a young fella in PNG. Tell us, tell us what happened.
0: Yeah, so between the ages of six and eight, I uh, got sexually abused for two years, and that messed me up for many many years to come until I was about sixteen, mm-hmm. and um, it introduced me to to sex in the wrong way yeah. at the wrong time. And uh, instead of my, my parents telling me first, I got introduced to, by this man. And um, that set me up for years of addiction to the wrong type mm. of, uh, of sex. So, wow. Yeah, many, many years of addiction to porn, but there was uh, such a transformation that happened after that. Mm. So did your parents know about what happened? No, so... I never told them because it was so shameful for me to, to do that. My parents were beautiful parents,
1: mm.
0: and they were the most loving parents. Honestly, uh, you could not blame them for this thing. Mm. Uh, and and it was, it was probably my fault looking back, but at the age of six, you just
1: don't think of telling mm. your parents is going to make it all good. Wow, know? wow. And did that affect your spiritual walk? Like, was there a time when you were uh – you know, went through healing for yeah. that yeah
0: absolutely i had major crazy encounters um when i was younger during that time and it was very very scary for me as a kid mm. and it would ac- it actually affected my behavior at school it affected me in a way where my parents couldn't understand uh, cuz they didn't know mm. so um there was there was many things that happened from there that that set me up into a spiral, a downhill spiral of of addiction and anger, not mm. being able to get over that.
1: Mm. Wow! Mm. And tell us a bit about your time back in Australia. You were homeschooled back in Australia. Yeah. How, how did that go?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we were. I was homeschooled my whole life, and then we went to Australia, and my mum kept homeschooling me because I think we had maybe four more years of school to go. Yeah, five more. Um. So, uh, yeah, finished up in in oz mm-hmm. and uh i, I loved it yeah. I, I'd, I'd rate homeschooling yeah awesome okay. i mean it, it does get challenging having your mum constantly there every single day yeah yeah you know get up early you're with your mum. it's not a different teacher each yeah. season so that was a challenge but getting taught by my mum, man it was amazing and tell us about what you did after school after school i started out as a, an apprentice carpenter and, uh, and a few different other apprenticeships, dabbling, just didn't know where I was going. Mm. And then um, it all worked out that I was able to start my own business at about 18. Mm-hmm. And then I started my own business at 18, and I'm 25 now, and it's gone absolutely amazing.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So good. And I know that um, you uh, got married at a young age. Yeah. Tell us how you met your wife.
0: Yeah. I just, I just turned 19, and we got married. And um, man, if you're getting married that young... Just definitely think twice about it if you because there's a lot of stuff you're learning at that age yeah. and things are still changing and you, uh but we got married then and our first year of marriage was actually extremely difficult because of obviously that that stuff that happened as a child and then and then also there was a gang thing that I got involved with just before I got married wow um so uh, there was a lot of anger and a lot of hurt that I was actually burying down deep inside. I was a worship leader in my church. This is the thing. Um, There are many people that that are worship leading, but then they're struggling with these things. And I want to say it because it actually makes people realize that no one is perfect and Mm. people go through stuff. And um, through that whole season, I was still worship leading in the church, didn't want to tell my pastor. And yeah, there was a lot of healing that came straight after that.
1: And you and your wife actually hit rock bottom at one stage. Yeah. and nearly ended up taking your own lives. Yeah. Tell us what happened.
0: Yeah, so um so just fresh into 2 years of marriage, my wife and I had had been you know, you argue as a couple sometimes and you have disagreements, but this was just next level. This is where we just didn't control our anger, we didn't control anything. And and we were learning and we we just lashed out, and got upset. We fell to the ground because of the, the burden of financial debt, burden of having a kid straight away when we got married and mm. on our honeymoon, actually, we mm. conceived. And, um, so it's kind of like all this stuff happened. We didn't really realize what we're in for. We did marriage counseling before, mm-hmm. but it didn't really cover what we were going to mm. be up for. So, uh, we, we fell to the ground at this moment and we, we said, I, I'm ready. To, I said, I'm ready to end my life. And she said, so am I. And we're about to, we're going to do it. And my little boy was in the room. And just in that moment, we just started embracing each other mm. in that moment where we couldn't see any hope. We started embracing each other and we saw hope for a moment. And then things have just gotten better and better from there. It's mm. been, a, it's been a challenge and it's been gradual step-by-step, step, but
1: and you've really had many doors open for you. Uh, you know your mess has become your message, hasn't it? Yeah. Since you've yeah. been through that tough time, you've been able to be honest and sure. And I love the fact that you're so raw and uh, edgy about sharing your testimony because a lot of people would just go, "No, I'm not talking about that," you know. Yeah. yeah. But people need to hear the truth, don't they? Mm. Mm. And the Bible says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us yeah. and cleanse us from yeah. our unrighteousness. And uh, I believe there's power in Love sharing that. that. And tell us a bit about your music uh, career. How did you yeah. first get into music?
0: Yeah, so eight years ago I released my first single.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I was very I, – I sort of was involved with choirs and stuff as a kid. Okay, and, yeah. And um, in Papua New Guinea, that was where it was first introduced to me, the, the genuine worship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd remember sitting as a toddler – uh, very young, five, six years of age, sitting down in a, on a church floor, which was just dirt in Papua New Guinea, in the middle of nowhere, and just hearing the the choirs worshipping God and just realising that you don't have to have anything to be happy in God. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that was the foundation of, of where I started my worship, and then I started adapting Western culture when we moved to Australia. And now, um, just putting those two together, we're seeing um, in our worship sets Wherever we're going, we're seeing people healed. Mm. Like this guy came in on his crutches, totally got healed. And, um, and I, I just believe that it comes from that intimate place of knowing that it's about God when Amen. you're worshiping.
1: That's so good. Mm. And tell us a bit about how you write your songs. How do they come to you?
0: Yeah. So sometimes they'll come in five minutes and then sometimes they're a struggle. Mm. But it's usually when something has happened in my life or, or has happened that has really challenged me mm. and I've gone what was the moment of change for that? Or, you know, how do I get through this? Sometimes a song has gotten me through a season.
1: And tell us about your connection to Daz Chettle. He's a Kiwi evangelist. Yeah. I've seen you. Uh, <laughs> I saw you at TBN uh, in 2018, uh, doing leading worship on uh, Christian TV, and Daz preached there. And I think there was Cole Stringer and Joel Shaw, a whole bunch of other preachers there. Uh, Danny Palacio, I think his name. a yeah. whole bunch of preachers there. I, I was Beautiful. able to be a part of the night too. Just loved being able to pray and and share on the night too. Uh, you've really got a great connection with Daz and. Mm. I know you've been travelling around. You went to to Perth and sang in a pub one time with him. Tell us that story.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we were doing uh, evangelism training, and Daz is a beautiful man. He just he doesn't care he doesn't care about what's wrong with me or what if if if, I'm not perfect. He knows that, but he's like he's just encouraging me as the younger generation, and he's he's bringing me up, but also many other young guys as yeah, well. Yep. So um so he says, "Hey, come with me on a trip to uh Perth for Jesus." And we head out there and and we've got to um evangelizing training, evangelism training. We have evangelism training that yep. happens here. Yep. Um and so we're we're speaking to a group of about 30 people. All of a sudden uh the, one of the ladies comes to us and says, "Hey, let's go to the pub." And so we, we're like, okay, to the pub we go. I honestly thought we were going to get bashed. <laughs> and so we head to the pub and uh, go in and talk to the pub director. And he says, yeah, absolutely, use the PA. We we asked about that. And, and he shut the whole thing down, the, all the karaoke. He said, okay, these guys have something to say. So uh, Daz gets up, shares his testimony real quick, and, uh, and then says, Nate, come up and sing Amazing Grace. So we have this amazing moment of this whole pub just being captivated by real Christians. Awesome. Like real on fire people. Yep. 30 of us. Yep. And so, uh, and and it was just so beautiful to see that the church was going outside of the walls into the places where Jesus would have been. Wow. And, uh, and that was the most powerful part. A woman, a a lady that was in the place, she came out and she just gave her life to God. She said,
1: what do I have to do to receive salvation? Hmm. And tell us a bit about your heart for the nations. You've been traveling around uh, different nations, uh, leading yeah. worship. Uh, where, where have you been going to? Yeah,
0: yeah. so went to New Zealand, mm-hmm. and um, I've gone all around Australia with, yep. the oh, with the Tent of Hope and with the Tent of Hope. Yeah, 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 That's been amazing. Oh, with all the pre awakenings leading up to oh, the right. Melbourne yeah. one.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Um,
0: mm. And yeah, just just. It's been amazing, bro.
1: So good. Yeah. Now, I know that um, you've also got a passion to lead worship, and mm. you, you were a worship leader in your own church for a while, but now you're just itinerant, hey? Yeah,
0: Yeah, I, I'm trying to get that balance between serving mm. my church as well as going, I'm, I'm not one to believe that it's all about my ministry. Yeah. It's You've got to sow into your church. And yeah. And, um, and also have that backing. I've got my pastor backing me all the way. Yeah, good. And there was a process to go through to get there mm. uh, of months of not being sure whether he was supporting me, but he was 100% supporting the whole time. Mm. So it was beautiful. So you've released a bunch of singles over the years. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the songs that you've released. So one of the first ones that I released was an Anzac Day song.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And the Anzac Day song, uh, I I really struggled to get traction with it the first year. So three years later, I think it was two or three years later, I released it again, remixed it, and then uh, 4VC caught on to it and they asked me to do an interview. So that was amazing, man. Yeah, very cool. Um, And then so that was the first song, and it's totally from an army, a a soldier's perspective Mm -hmm. in the battlefield, leaving his family, going off to war, and then coming back home again. Wow. And uh, that song's called "Coming Home." You can get that anywhere on mm-hmm. YouTube and iTunes. And then you've got "Love Like Fire" and "Breathe." Yep. Uh, if you have a look on Spotify, you can see all of these new okay. these songs that came out.
1: And then one of your other singles was "Shoreline." Tell us about that song.
0: Yeah, so the new the new song that's just come out is "Shoreline." Uh, super excited about it. You can find it on iTunes and and uh, it's totally orchestral. It, we just went a different approach with it than okay. a full band. So um the sound that we went for with it, is just totally what I was looking for. Okay.
1: And you also did a song that was featured on a movie that was released by Mac Linden, who's a a film producer from Australia. Yeah. He released a movie called Rise was his first movie. What was the second movie he released?
0: So the next movie is not out yet. It's coming soon. It is called Dunamis, The Future Is Now. Okay, yeah. You can find the trailer on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Now, the song is called Eye of the Storm, and it was written... Not only for the movie, but at the time there were there were heaps of fires going on in in America. Oh, okay, yep, yep. So we're all of those people who had had their houses burnt to the ground, it was really a motivational song for them to mm. get through that. Mm. So yeah, it's it's for the movie and also for that, but we're we're just waiting for the movie to come out. It's gonna be amazing.
1: So good. Now if people want to find you, they can search Nathan Forsett on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, they can see. Uh, how, how good is it to connect with fans on Facebook?
0: Oh, it's been amazing. Mm. Facebook's such an amazing platform. Mm, mm. Um, I was thinking about it today, uh, just how many people I've met. I mean, I've met you Yeah, we connected through Facebook. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And what about, uh, so you're also on Spotify, YouTube. Are you on iTunes? Be yes. Before, yeah, iTunes. So Facebook's a good place to find you. Yeah. Are you on Instagram? Yes. Yeah. Twitter, yep. So, and it's Nathan Fawcett, F-A-W-C-E-T-T. People can find you on Facebook. Mate, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. History Makers is a faith-based ministry, and we appreciate all of your support. The vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus all over the world. If you've got a suggestion of someone we can interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world